0: Hello.
1: Hello.
0: Hi, how are you? Great, and you? I'm wonderful, thank you.
1: It's nice to meet you finally. Same. I'm very excited. I was just uh listening to some of your podcasts these days and it's really good. I really like it.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I finally made it up to 3.0k as of today. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to have a different spin on um, podcasting from a visually impaired perspective because, I mean, there's not that many female podcasters out there that are yeah. talking about languages per se. And I see a lot of people that are on Facebook and, you know, they have their own little blogs and. Yeah. And whatnot, but, you know, they might teach courses, but. I'm like, um, I like to teach through examples. So I kind of like to do it more on an auditory level. So I've gotten so many people from around the world. They're like, I love your podcast. It's so real. It's not, you know, you're telling how you do it and you're giving people advice. And yeah, so I... I... Yeah, and it's
1: great. And it's a very interesting perspective also. So I really like those that you made recently about Um, being visually impaired I found it super interesting as a teacher as well so that's very exciting oh yes
0: I'm a teacher too of English as a foreign language and that's great so um, yeah it's 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 very interesting I I got to teaching later
1: actually later in life yeah 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 yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very new at teaching but I'm I love it. And I mean, I have Twitter when I was in high school and so on, but like doing it more professionally is amazing.
0: Okay. Um, I need to start off by thanking the sponsors of this show, um, episode <laughs> 52 of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on anchor.fm, Flipboard.com, where you can go to... Find your latest and greatest news articles, whether it's the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Guardian, um, whether it's Vogue, France, or Italian, Sports Illustrated, you can go to download the app on iTunes or Google Play Store, if you have an Android phone or iPhone, for free, and get your articles in your magazines and your newspapers from Flipboard and it's all free and I've been using it for several years and I really enjoy it and for those people that use adaptive technology such as voiceover, NVDA, system access, and JAWS for Windows, it is fully 100% accessible with your screen readers. I just want you guys to know that. So you can go over to flipboard.com and tell them that Chanel from Language.
1: That's great. I'll check it out.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) thank you to sponsors. And in today's episode, we are talking to YouTube sensation Mary Polyglot. (laughs) Uh, And if I'm correct, you're from Malaysia, right?
1: No, I'm from Venezuela.
0: Oh, really?
1: Cool. Yeah. (laughs) But that's normal. Everyone... Like, nobody knows where I am from. Everyone's always asking me. And I say it all the time. It's just, um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't have a certain, you know, stereotype face. I've, I've been called Russian, Asian, um, everything. Yeah. See?
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I took Spanish in college about 18 years ago. And I, I remember quite a bit of it.
1: Um, That's great. Yeah, it's my native language, yeah. Oh, awesome.
0: Okay, so for my listeners who don't know anything about you,
1: can you tell... um, Yeah. So... um, And how, um,
0: you know, you came to create your, you know, YouTube channel and...
1: Sure. So, um... Hello, everyone. My name is Maddie. Um, You may know me as Maddie Polyglot. I am a language enthusiast. I am from Venezuela, but I've lived all around the world. Um, And I started to learn languages because I'm very curious about culture and different ways of living. Um, I decided to record my journey as a polyglot because I felt like um, there was this space on the internet that was kind of like empty. And I, I wish I had someone like me to watch. And there are some other great language YouTubers. I just felt like I had a different perspective on it, being a non-English native speaker and, you know, have lived in so many countries and so many experiences.
0: Um. I'm just curious, like, when was the first time you
1: knew you, you know, wanted to learn languages? Oh, it was when I was very little. I attended a bilingual school, and when I was five years old, my mom took me to Disneyland, and that's when I understood why I was learning English in school. It just made me understand that not everyone spoke Spanish, and by speaking another language I could you know communicate and at the time I was very excited because um the Backstreet Boys were every kid and I loved them so I could learn the songs and I could just connect me with another way of living so that's when it started when I was so just a little girl. Oh, that's, uh, th- were you primarily from a monolingual family? Yes totally my mom doesn't speak any other language. Well, my dad my dad speaks Italian but he never taught it to me. So, yeah, it's mainly monolingual. In how many languages do you speak? Um right now I can speak Spanish and English. Um I also speak Italian and Dutch and I'm learning German. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not as much as I want it, <laughs> but um it's it's more than most people, so I really I'm really enjoying the process.
0: That's awesome because I, I know for myself, I'm more of an auditory learner. So um, mm-hmm. Spanish was my third language, but my first foreign language. And um, I came from a monolingual family where we I always speak mm-hmm. English. But a friend of mine taught me American Sign Language when I was a kid and I was fluent. But then once you get older, you don't use it as much. You forget a lot of it. And then I learned Spanish in college. But, I mean, I was into Spanish, but I wasn't into speaking Spanish. I was into, okay, I want to sing to Enrique Iglesias, Shakira, Ricky Martin, and Santana. <laughs> and I like yeah. the dancing. And I love the cultural elements of it. The people. Oh, that's awesome. Let's go party. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but but when came down to speaking, I really didn't have the confidence to really speak because I had a lot of negative backlash from a lot of people in the spanish-speaking community where i lived at mm-hmm. um, mainly because according to them i was butchering their language i was i know this is crazy and yeah. and i was um if they can become fluent in my language then why can't i become fluent in theirs and the only reason i took spanish was because that was the only language that was offered at the community college I was going to. Yeah. So I didn't have a choice. And, yeah. And so, but I mean, I did get something out of it. I mean, I was a B student all the way through, but you know, and people wanted to send me to Mexico and Cuba for some more study. And, you know, cause I was very good with the grammar and everything at the time, but you know, I was just like, I, I like the music, so that's what kept me going with Spanish. Pretty much was the music, and I still yeah. I still listen to a lot of of the same artists. Um, mm-hmm. today I mean I don't listen to reggaeton. I'm not really big on reggaeton.
1: But, oh, me neither. <laughs>
0: um, you know I enjoy Shakira. Oh my God, like I love her El Dorado album.
1: Songs are the best. Yeah. No, like. She got, I once went to a Shakira concert. It was the best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, talking about languages. Um, uh, I, I also have that with certain languages where I just, I'm interested in just one part of it. Right. Like, not entirely. So like with Dutch, I'm more interested in like regular conversation than to speak something like it's very profound or something like that because I don't really use it that way. So it's like right. I'm motivated to keep going in a like just to keep learning regular vocabulary and everyday stuff, but not like to go super advanced because I don't know if I'm like, if that's something that interests me as much. Right. I mean,
0: you know, it's funny because I use uh, Michelle Thomas a lot um, Mm -hmm. and I have his Dutch course and I love it. But the problem is I can never find anyone to speak Dutch with. So I put Dutch on the back burner
1: yes that's a big problem especially because when like when i encounter native speakers they just switch to english when they hear me struggling and i'm always like i keep speaking dutch until like they realize <laughs> that i want to speak dutch but most of the time they just switch they just switch to english plus there are no many dutch speakers outside of belgium more than netherlands so it gets kind of oh. difficult to find a partner
0: right and i i found that um Same issue. I mean, I can understand Dutch very well, you know, because it is a Germanic language. So, yeah, once you know English, you pretty much can get the gist of most of the Germanic languages anyway without even studying them. Yeah, yet I was not, um, I kind of had to put it on the back burner. So then I decided to do Russian after that and the Russian people have been nothing but kind and oh. uh, I I speak Russian like at a B2 right now um, That's great. I, I, I do know that I'm fluent in both that and Spanish because I was able to talk with someone that uh, in Spanish for like two hours mm-hmm. in my vocabulary I mean I was ciphering vocabulary from back in the day but because yeah. I so much music, I was able to compensate for the words that I didn't know with other words. And someone from Colombia was like, do you know you're fluent? I'm like, <laughs> you know, cause I just thought I sucked. <laughs> and I didn't, and I was like, oh cool, okay. And then um, I also talked to someone that uh, didn't speak a lick of English and they were Russian and I've been studying Russian come the 15th of March this year to be four years, but I spent a whole year speaking in the beginning. I spent a whole year listening to nothing but Russian stuff for like from six in the morning to midnight. Wow. Every day. Yeah. Wow. And, and I, you know, right now I'm proud of myself because I'm on language I've dabbled in three, Dutch, Italian, and Brazilian Portuguese, and mm-hmm. then I'm learning French, Turkish, and Cantonese at the moment, and my French is, my comprehension is very high, because uh, I can understand the news very well, and I can understand literature very well, and then, you know, it's the active side of it, you know, I, I could speak probably at a A2 right now, going into a B1, okay. but... I, I had a, a re- eureka moment. I went and changed the settings on my phone for my Facebook into French, and I was able to navigate through Facebook in French and change it back from French to English without any assistance. Um, that's so that- that's
1: amazing. I, I did that when I was learning Dutch. I changed everything into Dutch, but it was like it was maybe my first week living in Belgium. I no, I knew nothing about the language and I just switched everything. And in the beginning I just look at it and I was like, do you just do some things like um like by instinct instinct? And then I just start learning words by doing that. And I think that's like one of the most amazing things to do, to just change your um devices to another language because you learn so much. See the
0: only reason the only The reason why I did it now, after nine months of studying French, was because I had a nice amount of vocabulary under my belt, Yeah, as as opposed to doing it from day one, because I did that once when I started learning Russian, and I didn't know certain words to be able to flip stuff back to English. So I told myself I would make sure I had enough vocabulary in my head to make sure that I could flip stuff back.
1: The a- nice, mm-hmm. I feel like the nice thing about having like social media in another language or like just your phone is that you do things so repetitive that you reinforce like repetition is always there. Um, so it's not just like you just see a word like login, it's like you see it all the time, so you really yeah. learn.
0: Yes, and I and that's something that I tell my students all the time,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: They want to learn using a grammar book. And I'm like, that's not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> you speak English. You have to speak. You have yeah. to be oh, comfortable making mistakes. And the first thing, I want to be fluent. Wait a minute. Let's define fluency. It's yeah. Like, the language flows from you. You mean you want to be proficient? So you want to be able to speak about a variety of different topics.
1: Yeah. Not. Yeah. And and they just, it's like. And like, what's their goal, you know? Do you want to just speak? Do you want to actually, like, read fluently? Do you want to listen and comprehend everything? Like, you don't need to have everything perfect. You can choose one, and that's totally fine.
0: Right. I mean, that's just like for me personally with French and Italian. I love French fashion. I love Italian fashion. Cinema and Italian cinema. I love French food and Italian food. Um, I like men in both countries. (laughs) Okay. Great. Guess what? I like sports. I like the politics. Okay. I like Russian, so I'm going to do the same thing. And now it's you know I'm learning Cantonese. Like I'm watching this Cantonese series on um, Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. And I with subtitles, and it's only one season, but I'm on like episode thirteen, yeah, and I'm addicted to this show, and I can't wait until I learn enough vocabulary in Cantonese to go back and watch it again, yeah, Cantonese because it's such a good show <laughs> that i'm I'm addicted now, like I want to watch more stuff like this. This is so awesome, you know. <laughs>
1: And And it's so it's so refreshing to watch things that are made, let's say, outside of the US or outside of the Hollywood scenario because they have a different perspective and a different kind of humor. And it's just like it's so interesting to see and refreshing to see something that's just different.
0: Yes. And 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 another thing that's interesting is like, okay, like I don't know if you've seen this online. People say, well, I'm fluent in, like, five or six languages, and then 90% of it's romance languages. It's not like it's a variety of different languages. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. I'm happy for you, but it's not that hard to learn. Once you learn Spanish, it's going to be easy for you to learn Italian and French, and it's going to be easier for you to learn Portuguese and it's going to be easier for you to learn Romanian because you already know Italian and French.
1: Exactly. So, I I actually, when I feel like I'm not doing well, I start practicing a Romance language because it gives me a boost of confidence. So I right. would just watch something in Portuguese and I will be like, okay, yeah, I, like, I'm smart. I can do this. So I would move on to the next language that I'm learning. But for me, it's it's a boost and I don't learn a language unless I find it really interesting especially the culture right and I do like like knowing like my ultimate goal is to speak like one language for at least every continent you know one language that is mm, different that has a different story that has a different culture that can really teach me something more than just a language
0: right and I mean that's just like for me I picked two Asian languages I picked Japanese and I picked Cantonese and because I studied theater in college and I studied film after college, and I have degrees in both, I'm very much an artistic person and I like to read and I, I do everything by ear. So I use space repetition software, I use mango languages, I do memorize, I have tune in radio, Netflix is my friend, YouTube, I'm married to. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like I use a lot of free resources if I can help it now, mind you, yes, I have Michelle Thomas, Arabic, Egyptian, Arabic, Dutch, Russian, French, Italian, and Japanese. so, <laughs> so you know i I pretty much get the gist of of you know, okay, I'm going to learn in 2020 Egyptian, Arabic, Japanese, and I'll pick back up my Italian. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, how can you learn all these languages at the same time? I was like, you do a little bit every day. Like, I'll take yeah. a chapter out of Mango and I'll break it up. So I'll do a lesson a day in that chapter. Yeah. And then I'll review everything at the end of the week. And that way I'm able to retain more information that way than the trying to do a chapter a day.
1: Yeah. For me it's it's more like I always speak like a favorite language and I do more of that language than the others I learn. And it's just like it comes naturally to me. It's like, oh, like this month I feel more like into Italian, so I just learn more Italian. And right. for me, even if I even if it's just like watching Instagram posts in the language or like listening to music, that's learning for me and as long as I do it every day, I'm on the right path. So I do. I'm not like into setting specific goals or like I have to finish these. Like it's fun for me. I don't have, uh, you know, specific deadlines. Thank you very much. Hello, I'm sorry. Hey, no, yeah. it's okay.
0: My my um uh, the they're doing inspections and stuff, and so they're doing a they're doing a a, a dog thing. Um, where they, they have to see if you actually have a dog and because I have a guide dog. Oh yeah. Yeah, so uh, I have I have limited vision in my left eye. Um so I can I can see out of my left eye, I just can't read print anymore. So yeah. everything I do is auditory and ninety percent of it is auditory, the rest of it's uh a little bit of braille, but mostly auditory. And so yeah um that's how I learned everything by ear
1: can you can you did you learn to read braille when you were little or is it something quite recent
0: um I learned it at eight but because I had vision readable vision uh-huh. usable vision I mostly was a large print user up until I was about 29 and um I didn't start using like you know jaws for windows until I was like 24 when I got my first computer and but i did everything longhand so i wrote everything out by hand and i read a lot of like large print books and i still had audio cassettes at the time so i was doing that and um i taught myself you know jaws for windows and i use zoom text magnifying software um in order to increase the magnification on the screen but then my vision got worse because the more i used it the the Uh, so in regards to readable vision but I can still see people and cars and things like that I still be able to watch tv and you know I do most things you know using audio so think because things are so accessible today
1: yes uh, indeed
0: with audio and everything I I can do that I can learn languages for little or nothing but the problem is certain materials you're not going to have available to you because they're not in an accessible format for me to have voiceover read it to me. So, like, if they have it in a PDF, I can't read PDF. It has to be HTML or TXT or rich text format in order for me to be able to read it. Otherwise, I'm screwed. And and a lot of the stuff that I want to get, like, I want to get Ollie Richards um, Cantonese um, conversations so I can work on my Cantonese. And I actually... Um, I interviewed him, like, three months ago. Um, yeah? Yes. Um, it's episode 22, so if you want to listen to it, you can. Yeah, let's take it. <laughs> and so he, um, I've interviewed a lot of different polylots so far.
1: Yeah, I saw you interview Flint, um from The Fluent Show and Lindsay, those languages, maybe?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I interviewed yeah. him at the same time, yeah. They were like my second, my third interview, but my second polyglot interview. And, yeah. And that's not my- I've I've interviewed Vladimir Skoltetti, Ollie Richards, Alexa Polydoro of Learn uh French with Alexa on her YouTube channel. I've interviewed Robin McPherson, Susanna Saraevsky, Lydia Mahova of Language Mentoring, um, my friend Dario from Jamaica who learns languages
1: um there's, there's like so many amazing people that you know share their share their stories and I just feel like it's so important to listen to all of them because they all can teach you something everyone has their own way of learning and um I'm actually really glad the kind of content you're making because it's very unique and it's very necessary as well you
0: know I when I started like back in May of last year mm-hmm. I just did not know yeah. if it would take, if anybody would like it, you know, um, mainly because uh you know, I I had a little bit of I was trepidation behind if if it <laughs> would, you know. And and I mean I'm starting to realize it's taking off. You know, like I I I will be interviewing um Connor Klein from Zara Experience this week. And I will be interviewing like um artem um from russian progress and uh, ambie gonzalez of ambie gonzalez tv and then um richard simcott and a few other people that i know um i'm going to be interviewing and you know i just pick people randomly because yeah I, i kind of want a different spin you know, I feel like people like—I mean, I've—I've I've interviewed Chris Broholm from Actual Fluency and Jimmy Mello and the Mello Method. I've interviewed all these people, Tae Young of Langfest. But I kind of feel personally like, yes, they have their own spin on it. Yet, uh, we all agree that you know, it's—it's it's not a cakewalk. It does. not yeah to do this call it learn a language you know I mean I my dream interview right now next to Richard Simcott is yeah. Moses McCormick and I'm trying to get him now um, we're friends on Facebook so it for me personally to be able to let people know how you can learn something, in a stress-free way, because you know people stress themselves out and they get depressed because they're trying to compare themselves to the next Luca Lampariello or Stephen yeah,
1: or it's the... <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I, I even I had those times where I'm like, oh, like I, I see someone very young and like I speak like seven language, and I'm like, oh, if I just started earlier, but then I just remind myself it it wouldn't have been the same if I started earlier, like. My YouTube channel, my story will have been completely different. So I'm glad I started um, to really, you know, become a polyglot and, and to own the fact that I, I can call myself bilingual and all this stuff. And I just, I just feel like it's hard in the beginning when you see so many amazing people, but once you get into it, you're like, Oh, I get it. Everyone has their own way. Everyone has their own goals. Right. And it's okay.
0: Now, I have a question for you. Like, how do you feel about this whole, um, you need to go to the country to be immersed in the language bit. I mean, because people think that they still need to go to a foreign country in order to become fluent in a language, which, I mean, people have proven countless times before you can be at your house and become fluent in a language. You don't need to go to my, yeah. Russia to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always talk about the way I learn English. I learned English at school. I never had a conversation with native speakers before I was like 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could speak as good as I'm speaking right now. And I learned it because it was interested. because I was surrounded by it at my house. I did learn Dutch by living in the country, but I could have lived there and not learn. You know, it's not about where you are, but what you do. And yes, it sure helps to be surrounded by the language. But if you're not interested, you're not going to learn. Like I have so many friends that cannot speak Dutch and they lived the exact same life that I lived there. You know, they were surrounded by the language all the time. We we're exchange students students there and they didn't learn. And I did. So the difference is that I was willing to and it doesn't take living in a country. It takes being consistent and being curious and being interested, generally interested in culture and Languages and phonetics and this kind of stuff. Right.
0: I mean, because, um, (laughs) Dunkerville. I, I love, I mean, I like speaking Dutch even when I butcher it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful language. It is. It really is. And I mean, to me, it's not that difficult to learn if you really put your mind to it. You can, you can get to a decent level in six months if you really want to yeah but I'm curious, like what what do you use when you're like could you tell my listeners the process of what you go through in order to you know learn a language? because there's some people out there where they're like, "Well, you guys are talking about learning all these languages, but I don't know if you can because I don't know how to start.
1: Yeah. Well, the way I do it is very relaxed. When I'm going to start the language, there are two things I always do. One is gather a ton of resources and I make a huge list like on a Google document with all like the links and everything. Mm -hmm. Then I learn pronunciation. And after that, I just do what I feel like. Some days I listen to music, some days I do some apps. Some days I just sit down and try to understand grammar. Like I just let myself explore what I feel like doing every day. I have tried many other things. Like once I tried to have a schedule, it did not work for me at all because I couldn't just set a time and do it because my life is so crazy all the time. I'm always doing a million stuff. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a very relaxed way. I mean, I just told myself, I'm going to learn this language. These are my resources. Just do what you like and enjoy it and generally have fun. There are two things that are important for me. One is to have fun. Mm -hmm. And the second is to be flexible. And I just remember, this is for myself. This is not mm-hmm. to show to anyone else. This is not to prove anything to anyone. I, I don't have to do exams. I don't have to learn these languages. I do it because I love it. So right. it's just that really way for me. And for other people, it might be different. Right. You know,
0: I. Oh, when I started learning... Uh, Russian before I did I took two conversational Spanish courses through the Hatley School for the Blind and Visually Impaired distance wise in braille and audio and because I already took Spanish 12 years prior to that I retained a lot of my Spanish so I was able to go through both courses in nine weeks getting (laughs) B pluses and the teacher was like you need to learn more languages you're really good at this so that motivated me to kickstart, I'm going to do language number four. Yeah. And so I did Russian and then recently French, some Italian. I did a six-week language mission of Brazilian Portuguese just to see if I would like it. Um, yeah. I made a lot of friends. That was a good plus. But then I realized I really suck. I don't like this. This, because my Spanish and my Italian were bleeding into the Portuguese. Yeah, that and, happened. And so I was just like, I, am I going to really speak to anybody? No. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I'll stop after six weeks. So I tried it. I didn't like it. I stopped. Hmm. Um, then I said, okay, I like my Italian and French. You know, I'll dabble in Italian every once in a blue moon. And then I just went all out for French. Then I tried Swedish and Norwegian and said, wait, I, there's no one in my town I can speak this with. Let's see who I can speak to. And then I realized, okay, we got an Asian population. We got an a, a, mm-hmm. a Arabic population, you know, all kinds of people from all over. So I said, okay, okay. I'm going to do this then. I'm going to learn these languages because this is what's in my community and this is who I can go and speak to out in the real world. So, yeah. And I made that a goal of mine to do because I said, well, you know, I've always wanted to learn French and Russian. Those are my two favorite languages, along with Italian. So that won't be so bad. Then I fell in love with Turkey and I <laughs> said, I love history. So I love, I want to know more about the Ottoman Empire. So I watched the documentary on YouTube in English and then. I started learning with the Mango app. I redownloaded it and I started learning, and now I'm on chapter four of that, and I'm loving it. And I, I actually found someone on Skype I can practice Arabic with, Japanese, Turkish, Spanish, and Russian. That's cool. So then I said, okay, that's cool. And then I wanted to do Cantonese because I said I want to do two Asian languages. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't like Mandarin. So I liked Cantonese. So I said, I'm gonna do Cantonese. So I did that, and um I'm now I'm enjoying it, you know, yeah. you know, And it was like the pronunciation's like really hard, and and I said, I don't think anything's difficult, it's about the mindset and how determined you are to be able to learn a language. I mean, it's not a cakewalk. This is something that you're going to be doing for a long period of time, depending on what goal you have for yourself. Now, okay, if you want to be conver- conversationally fluent. Okay, let's say you want to be like B1, B2. I would rather be a B2 in all my languages.
1: Just Yeah, than a C1 in 2 I agree. Right.
0: right, because, no offense, you can get to that. But that's going yeah. to be a while. Pick an area that you're really want to focus on if you want to get to a c1 okay i'll pick politics and fashion any day of the week let alone food okay yeah let's talk about that i mean i do go for the big vocabulary words especially if it's in languages that are similar to each other
1: Um, of course
0: i don't do a lot of laddering and i don't do a lot of um code switching i try to keep my mind inside of the language that i'm speaking i do not even try to go into english if i'm stuck i will
1: that's great i i like i don't code switch with italian Mm -hmm. a little because i use spanish of course sometimes but i find that with english and spanish i code switch a lot if i know i'm speaking with someone that speaks the both like, both languages, I will speak, like, half in Spanish and half in English, and I don't even realize it. It's so crazy. It's, I think it's because I grew up mixing them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now I just can't, like, I speak to my brother half and half, I speak to my boyfriend, like, same, just little in English, little in Spanish, like, I just don't even know when I change it.
0: Right. Now, I can, I've can. i done this before. I bought into a story secret store once, and I was only studying Russian for six months. So I went and I had a conversation with them in English. Then I switched to the left and this person was speaking Russian. So I had a conversation with her in Russian after six months of, spe- of of learning. And then I went back and I had a conversation with somebody in Spanish. And then I went back into English like it was nothing. And they were like, Yeah, Oh my God, you are freaking good. And I'm like, Oh, well, thank you. You know <laughs> Wow.
1: This is like- just what I like to do. Yeah, it's. I just. I find it really interesting. Honestly, th- the way that I and other people I know just switch languages. And I swear, like especially when I wake up, I dream a lot in English, and I think a lot in English. So when I wake up, it normally starts speaking English. Like that's the first language that comes out, and it's not my native language, and it's confusing for me and to people. <laughs> yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's 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 fun to have all of this ways of thinking because the way you express yourself in one language is not the same and some things just sound better are better expressed in Spanish and some things are better said in English I believe. Now I'm just
0: curious now are you one of those people where when you speak in the language you feel like you're a totally different person like your personality changes completely?
1: Um, I wouldn't say completely because I'm still me but it. Right. i, the, I change a bit like i'm way more outgoing in english like i find that when i have friends that speak english like just english Mm -hmm. i'm just way more funny and outgoing while in spanish i'm more like reserved and then dutch it's also different um with italian i'm super confident and i don't know why my italian is not like the best but i'm just so confident when i speak it um so i just get like these bits of my personality that I don't have in every language. That's why I make my videos in English and not in Spanish, because I feel like I'm more friendly in English than in Spanish.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like, um, did you have any trepidations about, you know, putting out a YouTube channel? I mean, because I have a YouTube channel, but uh, I need to, like, re-delete videos mm-hmm. and, like, do it all over again, because... I had created I, it eons ago.
1: <laughs> <really> well, <laughs> I've been always very interested in creating content in general. I'm also a very creative person. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to do a YouTube channel for a long time. And, you know, I'm, I'm also a fashion stylist. So I thought fashion maybe or beauty, like I'm also into beauty or maybe I just do something. And I, I wasn't sure what and. It come just. It came just so naturally to me when ling- when I thought about doing twin- it with languages. Mm-hmm. It was like oh, like now, it, like I hesitated with fashion and other stuff, but with languages I didn't. It just it was just a click. It was just like yes, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to show people. This is what I want to help people with. This is the message that I feel like I can honestly share. So right now it's I'm just. just...
0: It's I'm just curious, like, okay, evidently, I, I know my favorite fashion people, you know, I love Chanel, and I love Dolce & Gabbana and Versace, because I was a big, huge Johnny Versace fan when I was yeah. in late teens, early 20s. Now that I'm 42, you know, I look back, like, I wonder what the heck he would have been like now, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love his sister, Donatella, she's amazing.
1: She's um, great yeah she does a great job
0: yeah I, even though I can't afford a stitch of her clothing yeah. but um, yeah. I, I love fashion myself and and I, I also love music and, and movies and and tv shows and people are like how can you just watch tv I was like well I'm doing what normal people do every day what my whole emphasis for me as a language learner is I want to be able to communicate the same way I communicate in English in the same way that I communicate in whatever language I'm learning because I look at it as I want to talk about these same things in Cantonese and in Turkish and in French and Italian. Not so much Spanish but more, I mean, because Spanish was a language I had to learn for a degree requirement. It wasn't like my first choice language
1: it was kind of like chosen for you more than you choosing the language
0: right right i mean i now i will listen to music i will eat food i will give me some fun <laughs> give me a tamale with no queso um, okay. <laughs> do, you I, like cheese? Huh?
1: do you don't like cheese
0: um estoy muy um allergia
1: oh because i don't like cheese <laughs> so when you said that i was like oh i also order without cheese <laughs>
0: Right. And I, um, no, um, no me um, um, huevos. Huevos? Oh, what, yeah. neither. Um, I'm hmm. muy lactose intolerant
1: <laughs> Intolerante a la lactosa. It's yeah. kind of like a tongue twister. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. But, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will sit there and watch, like, um, all kinds of stuff like i've, I've been watching narcos on yeah. on uh, netflix and i have you watched dark yet
1: which one dark no but i've been recommend like some many people recommended it to me i'm gonna start it maybe yeah. next week when i have more time
0: yeah because it, it it's one of those shows in german that you can watch and I, it, it's kind of funny because um I have a lot of movies, and what I would do is if they have the subtitles, if they don't have the audio track, I'll just do the subtitles in that language, and then I'll I'll have voiceover read me the subtitles, and I'll watch the movie and get more out of it that way.
1: That's such a great strategy. Strategy,
0: <laughs> right? That way, like I watch, um, I watched all the Lord of the Rings movies digitally with Dutch subtitles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean cuz I didn't have it was only in English. So I just yeah. got subtitles and that that did me some good in regards to being able to um get some language practice in that way. Um you know, I I do listen to podcasts. Like I listen to SBS radio. Um which is out of Australia and I listen to like Ollie Richards, I will teach you a The Fluent Show, uh, The Tim Ferriss Show. I listen to um, a lot of other like podcast Italiano, uh, Coffee Break, Italian, French, Russian. Yeah. So I listen to all those and I do advanced Italian even though you got to go on their website in order to download the full podcast because they only give you a snippet of a podcast. from the- oh. self, So, But I do listen to a uh, 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 actual fluency with Chris Brown whom I listen to. So, I mean, I do follow certain people in the polyglot community and I I have almost everybody, you name it, Luca Lambriello and Richard Simcott, Alex Rawlings. Uh,
1: oh, Alex is <laughs>
0: I was following Benny Lewis for a while, but I stopped following Benny Lewis mainly because his method it didn't intrigue me anymore. You know, mm. I, I needed to evolve a little bit more. So I found Ollie Richards' uh, method through story, learning through story, to be more appealing to me.
1: And- He's great, and I'm I'm going in March to the Language Influencer Summit in Berlin. Oh. and i can't wait to hear his speech his um yeah his thing his presentation yeah and he's gonna be great.
0: yeah i i wish i could go to that I, it unfortunately due to fact i don't have a passport and due to fact the oh. money is tight um <laughs> it, it would be so expensive for me to get from the states
1: yeah of course for me it's I, like i mean majority it's not that expensive um I go, you know, it's I it can get really cheap deals for planes and stuff. I did actually. I think it cost me like twenty euros or something. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so I'm I'm lucky that these events are here now. Um, I wanted to go to Polgot conference, but now it's in Japan or the Gathering. One of those now is in Japan. Oh, so.
0: It's in Slovakia for the last time this year in Bratislava in May at the end of May, I believe. And then it's um, going, yeah, Japan is going to be in Japan, the conference.
1: Yeah, the conference. Yeah, is in Japan. Yeah, you're correct. I would um,
0: love to go, but unfortunately, that would cost more money than what I have.
1: And- yeah, me too. I really would love, like, my dream trip is Japan. But again, it's like, it's so far away. <laughs>
0: right, you know, because Jimmy Miller was saying that when I interviewed him um, three months ago, and he said, you know, it's great. Once you go, you make all these friends. You have, um, you know, friends for life, pretty much, that enjoy the same things you do. Yet, it's hard to keep going every year because you cannot afford it. It's not, yeah. it's, yeah, so I, I, I was jumping up and down uh, when I started getting, asking people to come on my show. And I mean, my, my best friend who he's totally blind and he's biracial, half white, half black, and he loves Spanish to death. He Mm -hmm. he interprets Spanish, you know, for his work and everything. I mean, he's been studying Spanish for over 20 years. Wow. Independently. I mean, but this is before the internet was even above. Yeah. So but he, and he studied French first, and he said he hated French. It was the polar opposite, and of me. And I was like, "Well, I can understand why," because he grew up on the west side of Cleveland, so it was like you know you had all these Latinas, you yeah, know, you could speak to, and you know blah blah blah. So he was. It was a great experience. Um, like right now, he has over 106 lessons so far on my show. Um, You know, because learning, uh, you know, without having any sight whatsoever is totally different than learning with having some sight. And, you know, because I've been visually impaired all my life, I have a door, a foot in each door, so I'm not all the way 100% sighted, and I'm not totally blind either. But, you know, know, on one side of my body, I can't see anything at all, and on the other side of my body, I can't. So... It's, it you know, but I managed to get college education and live in L.A. and do all this other stuff, and now I said, well, I'm in my 40s, my early 40s, no kids, I'm single, I have my guide dog, and it's just me, and now I get to live the life that I want by helping people learn English through my podcast, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm even considering doing another podcast about cooking. Oh, that's fun. Yes, yeah, so, because I, you know, what I cook on a daily basis, you know, and and I might do two podcasts a week of, of saying, you know, this is what I cook this week and blah, blah, blah. Oh,
1: yeah. If you need recipes from Venezuela, I will give them to you.
0: Oh, awesome. Oh,
1: very good food. I yeah. promise. <laughs>
0: and, you know, it's so funny because I was eating a lot of Mexican food, minus the queso in the way and yeah. so much—they put so much cheese in their stuff. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But I love—I love pollo bowls, and I love flan. Oh my god, I can eat that forever. <laughs> and their grilled chicken, and their tortillas, and their burritos, of course without queso. And but you know, it's it's, you know, I accidentally. Um, Use the tortilla warmer ones to make some pancakes. And I see what happened was I didn't realize this was a tortilla warmer until years later. And my the person I was living with, I was living with a Mexican family in Orange, California for ten months. And I had you talk about immersion with Spanish, that's all I heard hmm. day, all day. So my, my comprehension level had really gone through the roof. They said yeah. themselves, they spoke English to me. Mm-hmm. Still got it's you know as much exposure as I could get, and so I used this thinking it was a griddle. It was a tortilla warmer. And I was like, oh, no, 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 this is a tortilla warmer. I'm like, huh? A what? Because it had a long handle, and it had it looked like a cookie sheet, except that there was the sides of the the warmer were open. They weren't closed, and so I was just like. I'm sorry. Oh it was so crazy. I'm like, really? So I mean, you know, I and I, I have a very strong um respect for people in a lot in the Latin American community as a whole. I mean, they're very family oriented. If they invite you into their family, you're there for life. Um, you know, and, and I mean, they, they get up at sunset or before sun, sun sunrise yeah. and they work until the sun is gone. From the-
1: yeah, and you just be like, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. when I lived in Venezuela to get ready to go to university every day, 5 a.m. no problem. Right now, works work here in Spain starts at 10 a.m. Oh, wow. I wake up at Eight and it's so like I feel like my morning was already wasted. Wow! Because I woke up so early and now it's like this is the whole opposite. And everyone here is awake until like one a.m. or something like that. Wow! So it really changed my whole routine.
0: That now that's amazing because I wake up at 5:30, 6 o'clock because of my guide dog. He has to go out. I got to feed him, yeah. and so I'm used to waking up that early with him, and it's nothing for me. You know. Yeah. And and. But I was just surprised, like, you know, people, neighbors would come over and they would help each other plant the gardens and paint the house and do this and do that. And I was like, dude, I wasn't, a, it was like a culture shock for me Yeah, to see that because where I come from, we didn't see that. <laughs>
1: you know. And family families are very big also, like, it's not just mom, dad, siblings, it's like cousins and second cousins and like. I have like my mom has like forty cousins or fifty. We don't know. It's so many, and I know them all. That's insane. Wow! Like their kids and their like spouses. It's like it's so many people. It's like two hundred people, and I know them.
0: Right? You know that's how it is in my family, and I come from an African American family. But we have so many different ethnicities. Like my cousin, she's part Mexican, part Black, part Chinese. Then my other cousin, she's part white and black, and then her kids have 75% Caucasian, 25% black. Then I got one cousin that has German, Irish, and Black. Then I found out I have a quarter Irish in my bloodline, and I have like, <laughs> like um a nice percentage of West African in me on my grand from my grandmother's side, which is my mom's side. And then we have Blackfoot Indian and Native, I mean, and Cherokee too. And I'm like, no wonder I like languages.
1: (laughs) No, but we are the same because, like, when Venezuela was a country, um, a rich country and thriving country, everyone immigrated there. So I have cousins from Arab descent. I'm Italian, like, I'm part Italian. I have cousins that are part Spanish, um, Portuguese. It it just it just it's all over and you see my family we're from like all different heights all different colors, right? My my great grandfather was from Trinidad and Tobago, and so that's like he also comes from like African descent Mm -hmm. and so on and so on. Just like it's such big, like you couldn't match me and my family because we all look so different.
0: You know, and it's so weird because the the we we have a lot of of uh, we have a lot of Caucasian in my family and like on my grandmother's side, her mother was very fair, like she could have passed for white, and then she had a sister that was very dark complected. Then she had another sister that was brown, so it was like you had the variations of Of three different people and my my great grandmother my grandmother's mother, she wound up she said, Well, I'm not going to marry someone white because y'all don't look like a whole bunch of white kids. <laughs> I'm marry the most dark person I can, <laughs> so she did, and you all came out dark
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't you you can't plan genetics um but yeah my my great grandmother was like tall blue eyed blonde hair super fair skin and then she married her whole opposite um you know a dark skinned man she was he was actually really small with this um you know with the curly hair and everything and my my family just like got a mix of all of that and we just all look so different because of that right. And like my grandma and her sisters they all have like one is white, the other one is, like, brown, and one's, like, some are blonde, some have, like, really dark hair, but, like, straight. It's, like, a whole weird mix, but it's so interesting. Right. And I actually love that about my family.
0: Right. And I, you know, it's so funny because I'm, like, into, like, genealogy and stuff and where people come from, yeah. their histories and their family, this. And, and I was always good with dates in my family, so I can remember when people were born, when people's birthdays were, when they died so forth and so on, but I was terrible at math (laughs) (laughs) and science. So I was more English, history, sociology, philosophy, psychology, music and literature and the arts, sports more so than I was math and science related. So they, I mean, it was for me like learning languages, it kind of like affirms who I am on a global scale. Like, um, you've heard heard of um, Jan van de Aar, right? Of Language Boost?
1: Yes, Jan, Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, he had put a post up and had asked, what does learning languages mean to you? And I told, I basically summed it up and said, well, it means for me, to be able to bridge the communication divide between cultures and people from around the world, it brings me one step closer to understanding someone else's humanity, someone else's culture, their history, how they think.
1: And, Language learning is empathy.
0: Right. And, and I said at the end of the day, we are all interconnected globally. And totally. not everything is about English because people try to put that as a you know big to do. And I said, Well, I'm gonna be honest, if you go outside of Venezuela or you go outside of like Caracas or something, let's say they don't speak English. You better mm-hmm. speak Spanish. Well, you gotta know something. You you yes. I mean, unless you wanna get ripped off, <laughs> be my guest, but <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not something that I would particularly agree with. Um, You know, um, I kind of look at uh, learning languages. is like, you know, you're becoming a better extension of yourself on a more global scale. You'll be able to communicate with people, have relationships with people that you wouldn't have had just using English and and or broken English, depending on how how advanced the level of English is for that particular person and and you know i I guess I look at it as you know i I've always liked being around people. I'm a people person mm-hmm. and I don't look at it as okay you you come into the u s yes, you might need to know some English so you can work so you can help your kids with their homework and become a more productive citizen in that right, but I would never tell you that you have to give up your culture and your language, because what you're doing is you're adding your culture and your language to us.
1: Yes. I, I, being an immigrant, I I found that very important to, that message is important to spread. I, I have to adapt. Even though I, I live in a country where, where we speak the same language, I have to adapt have to use their words when I'm speaking to them because I'm in their country, but I'm not going to stop, you know, speaking the way I speak or like the pronunciation I have, I'm not going to stop celebrating my traditions or stuff like that. It's a mix. It's, I give you my, and you give me yours. And we create something from that. And um, it's, it's very important to, to, you know, to share that, that not because you're in a new country, you have to give up who you were before but it also doesn't mean that you have to be the same person that you were before you have to become someone new because you're experiencing new a new way of living
0: right and I mean I've lived in seven different states in the United States I've been to Toronto Canada that's as far Mm as I've been and I've been to I've been through 28 states overall out of 50 and I can actually say okay I can speak Certain languages to certain degrees of proficiency. I, you know, I'm not 100% fluent in these languages, but I had to challenge someone who was an English speaker and said, Okay, are you fluent in your own language? No. Yeah. Don't know everything about your own language. You know enough to get more than by in the language, yes, but you don't know everything. No one. No one does. But people seem to think that. If you learn a language, it's bar none. You either learn it all the way or you don't learn it at all. And that's not the case. I mean, some people, like Richard Simcott says all the time, if you want to learn something to like an A1 or an A2, that's fine. There's no Hold you hostage and go off on you because you didn't reach C1 right away or you didn't reach C1 in three months, well, first of all, you're not going to reach C1 in three months. I guarantee you that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, good luck with it. I mean, because there are people that sit up there and say, oh, well, I've done it. Okay, you spend eight hours a day, five days a week Yeah. learning that language. You had nothing better to do. Um,
1: I, I don't have that time. I barely have one hour a week for all of my, one hour a day for all of my languages, so... Right. I'm not going to progress crazily fast. And that's also something I'm always trying to say. Like, it's not about, like, you just have to be honest about how much time you have in order to know how fast, quote unquote, you will progress.
0: Right. I mean, like, for me personally, I'll take a chapter in Mango and I'll break it up. And I'll do a lesson a day. And like, if it's six lessons, okay, I might do two lessons per day depending on, on how difficult the first part was or how easy the first part was. And then I'll, after I finish, then I go on to the next one. But if it's like nine lessons, like in chapter four for Turkish, for example, it's going to take me about nine days to get through that. You know. Yeah. But I don't mind doing that because guess what? I'm going to understand it better. I'm going to know how to say everything correctly. And just like with Cantonese, I'm on chapter three now and I'm learning how to say certain things. And I'm actually enjoying it. Like I literally visualize in my head the word order in which the stuff goes into, by you know, and, and I do it early enough in the morning or in the afternoon to where, you know, it doesn't really, okay. I'll take, Oh, for instance, I did a lesson in the car on the way from Akron to Cleveland, which was like 40 minutes or an hour. And so my friend did not talk while I was doing my lesson. She listened to what I was saying, and I was able to get that lesson done before I got to my grandma's house. That way, I got my language learning in with Turkish for the day. That's great. So, you know, I make it, I don't do as much vocabulary right now. Like with Memorize, I want to get as much done. I want to see how far I can get with using the Mango app by itself um, for Turkish and Cantonese. And then I said, I'll save my money up and I'll get the Cantonese conversations from Ollie. But first, I got to email him to find out, you know, do you have a a word file of this same thing? You know, yeah, because I, I I mentioned that to him as as uh, you know for accessibility reasons because I see a lot of these polyglots they'll create materials and it's all in pdf none of it's accessible with any of the screen readers that that people that have low vision or no vision at all um use and we you know I'm not paying you a hundred dollars of course and it has,
1: it has to be in rich text or word right right mm-hmm
0: so TXT. it's actually very
1: good that you that you say this because I think about these things and then sometimes I don't do them, and it's so important. I feel like, you know, it's um. It's we have to give the, as people on the internet during this progress we have to give these opportunities to everyone. So right. it's very good. I'm gonna start doing them.
0: Um, because I tell people all the time, okay, if you have TXT, HTML. Mm-hmm. That's format, and if you have SD, you know, um, you pretty much, you know, is and as long as you have, you know, MP3, you know, yeah. you're able to be able to access the information. And I mean, I do everything by ear, and so I had emailed him this because I have his his short stories in Italian, and I have in mm-hmm. and in Russian the audio books. Now, I can go get his Kindle books and download the Kindle app and get his Kindle books in Russian, French, and Italian and read them with my Braille display in those languages. Yes, thank God for that. But at the same time, um, the stuff that I wanted to get, like, I wanted to pay the $200 and get his grammar hero for Russian because my vocabulary is amazing. But my grammar, I'm having yeah. a problem with the cases, like, remembering all the The cases (laughs) but people people still understand what the heck I'm saying so that helps me out tremendously but you know you still want to be able to say it like it's supposed to be said (laughs) yeah you know and I mean people are like your Russian is good I'm like I, I talked to this guy from Toronto and he was saying that he said, I'm amazed that you know so much about Russian culture and history and customs. Most Americans don't. And I said, you know why? Because I care. Yeah. I care about people. And if I'm going to learn about your, 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 your language, I'm going to have to learn about the culture and the customs. I may never step foot in Russia. Or Hong Kong, for that instance. Or Istanbul. But I, if I ever stepped into someone's home, I want to know how to behave. Yes. Out of respect. I want to know
1: that you're saying the correct thing as well.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And Not from anyone, because it, varying on the languages. You can offend someone by saying the wrong thing.
0: Right. And, you know, I, I mean, I might know the curse words in, in Russian, but I would never curse in Russian because when I'm speaking Russian, I'm a totally different person. Um, when I'm speaking. if Now, if I'm speaking Spanish, behold, I will curse you out. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's (laughs) only natural. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, but then I said in in French, you know, I'm a little bit more exotic when I'm speaking. And when I'm speaking Italian, I'm a little bit more flirtatious. And when I'm speaking Japanese, I don't know why I feel silly. And goofy but I do Um, but you know yeah. <laughs> you know so I mean it's a you know when I speak Arabic I'm like oh wow yeah this is my language oh I like this you know so it it I look at it as it's a lifelong process you're always going to be learning something you know whether it's from somebody else or is something that you've read or you've listened to like I mean I had a eureka moment where i was listening to war and peace in russian on youtube and i started to understand after like 45 months of independent learning <laughs> war and peace in russian i mean i started crying cuz i couldn't believe i was it had clicked it i i felt it click in my head and i'm like oh my god i got it now <laughs> you know and then it started clicking for the other languages too that i was i was learning and and i said you know I enjoy this just like I enjoy being a part of the community because it's such a welcoming community. I mean, you name the language, I probably am in that particular group, whether I'm studying their language or not. Like, I'm in a couple Bulgarian groups, Romanian, mm. Finnish, um,
1: Hungarian. You know. The community is so embracing and it's so nice. It And, and it is because we, we work our empathy. You know what I mean? We really... Try to understand others, so um, I feel like that's what help us helps us um, help other people as well, and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll be in your podcast, I'll I'll be in your YouTube channel, I'll I'll write to you. I you know it's there's no sense of I'm more than you because of that empathy that we all have.
0: But, You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I have seen some
1: people. I won't mention who they are,
0: but I've seen them. there's always
1: a few I mean yeah but it's not the majority
0: right right and and it's it's like well okay so you spent x y amount of years doing this so forth and so on but you can't you can't act like an elitist you know or you're better than somebody because of this But you're in this particular position I mean you were at the bottom and you started from the bottom just like everybody else did at some point you know yeah it, it wasn't you know, you had to work at where you are, and, and it. I've also come to understand, like sometimes I would do an interview, and I would come out of that interview like, did I get anything out of this? Hmm. You know? I mean, yeah. because I did have an interview a while back, and I I kind of felt like that because the person was using the same techniques that I were using, and it wasn't like this person was telling me anything different. Hmm. You know, and I was just
1: like, what is their personality, in? right? And because sometimes it it can be a little bit rehearsed, you know. Right. I feel like it shouldn't be, and also our message should be everyone can do this. Like it's not, we're not like more privileged or smarter because we learn all these languages. is something we just decided to do, and we did it. It's it's right. It's work we put onto it, and anyone can do it. I believe absolutely anyone that wants. Two can do it,
0: right? And I, I, I wish people would stop saying, "Well, Cantonese is hard, and Arabic is hard." And I'm like, yeah. "No, it's not. It's it, life is hard." <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what's also hilarious? I find that everybody thinks that their native language is the most difficult of the world. Like when I was little, people always told me like Spanish is the most difficult, and I will repeat it, and then I went to Belgium, and people would say the same thing, like, "No, Dutch is so difficult," and I'm like, "No, they're not, neither Spanish or Dutch like it's not about how difficult it is. It's just like everybody thinks every language is difficult it's not it just takes time right. And we just have a little problem with patience that's what humans have, and that's why you think it's hard because you don't you're not patience enough, but um. It's just like you just have to be there and be constant and be disciplined. And it's, it's not that hard, actually. It's just being there and learning.
0: So I have a seven-tip um, question. If you were to um, give seven tips to people who are starting out to, like, intermediate level about language learning, what would those tips be and why?
1: Intermediate. Yeah. Um,
0: like, like starting from nothing, like zero, up to intermediate.
1: Ah, oh, okay. Um, well, my first tip will be to, well, learn the pronunciation. You don't have to speak as a native speaker, but you have to get your point across. If you pronounce it correctly, you'll, it will be more likely that you're understood what you want to say. So work on the pronunciation. That was my first one. And it really helps um, to understand when you have the pronunciation um, like, tucked down. My second tip will be to have fun and don't be so strict with yourself. If someday you're tired and you don't have, you know, enough time or enough energy to learn, skip that day and learn the next day. It doesn't have to be, you know, kind of like a, you no, know, thing you have to do. You just have like it's it's about to have fun with it. Um. Oh, seven tips. That's a lot. Um. <laughs> let's let's think. Um. I recommend to um, mix it with your daily life. So doing things um, like just watching TV shows or listening to radio, things that you will do normally in your native language, do them in your target language. It really helps to save time because instead of cooking a recipe in Spanish, let's say I will do one in Dutch and I will be learning while I do something that I have to do that is, you know, make food so I can, you know, stay alive. Right. Um, Let's, oh, yes, Um. this is, I think this one is, it's very important. Only use the resources that you think are helping. If there is a resource that um you feel is not so good for you, ditch it. Even if everyone thinks that's the best resource ever, it's not about like what everyone thinks, it's about what works for you. Right. So if there's a resource that everyone's like, like, I know some people that, oh, Duolingo is the best. And I do like Duolingo, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everyone, you know? Right. It might, there are some people that are not gonna like it, and if you're one of those people, don't use it just because everyone else does.
0: I did try it, and I didn't like it. Um, and yeah. I, I well, it wasn't accessible enough for me, and I'm someone where I like the whole space repetition thing, and I'm not yeah. like let's write out every single thing. Uh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also don't don't write that much, so just like just use the resources that are that work for you. Like that's so important. Uh, let me think what else more tips for a beginner to intermediate? Um just I, I will say speak, but not necessarily with someone else like especially in the beginning stages I speak a lot to myself I will repeat things like I will present myself all the time I will say like I'm this year's old I'm from this place like I will just say it out loud it helps me a lot so right. it may help you to like just to speak and who cares if your whole family thinks you're becoming crazy it's just it's really good it, it helps you gain the confidence to then speak to other people right and, I,
0: and- I'm very much an extrovert in that so I I can go up to anybody random and just start speaking. It, I don't yeah. Have pro, I don't have a problem. I did that in Russian once. And the person was American and they were a Russian teacher. And they basically was like, well, we have to talk in English because they don't know Russian. And I said, are you ashamed to speak the language you teach? Yeah. I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I think it's it's very important. I don't think that you have to. Well, I mean, it. I guess it depends. Some people that like do input for like a whole year and then they start speaking. It's not that way for me. I I love to say things from day one. That's what I learn pronunciation. That's why I I film myself. Maybe that's another tip to track your progress. It helps me, especially the days that I'm not very like not that motivated. I will look at all videos from like the first. Week that I start learning, and it's like wow, that, like I really, like I really learned a lot. So I, I just feel motivated to keep learning.
0: Yeah, I did that. I did that a lot with um, Russian. Is I documented myself on Facebook and held myself accountable, and I still do that. I'll do uh, videos, live videos on Facebook where I will sit there and I'll start speaking, and I'll start off talking about good morning, how are you today in this language, and then I'll go on to another language, and then I'll go keep going you know, depending on who comes on the, on, you know, to watch me speak. And I mean, people are like, you're good. Like I have people from Africa talking about Chanel, your languages have improved. Oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not because I just practice. I, you know, I, I'm not, yeah. words. I'm not even if I have conversations with people, I'm, I'm not in a regular conversation. You're not looking at words to say you're just speaking. Yeah, and a lot of these people they cannot get away from their computers fast enough. They'll sit there and I'm like, "Is this scripted?" Like, I, <laughs> my conversation is not scripted. I I do none of that. Yeah, it's and I feel I'm a more spontaneous person, so I like to just go at it. Um, <laughs> and, and but I found I get the major twenty questions. Where are you from? What do you do? Are you married? Do you have any kids? Are you single? What are your hobbies? What do you like to eat? Have you been outside the United States? All those types yeah. of questions, and it's like, yes, I'm out- Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I really I really think that if you're tracking your progress, you must do it as natural as possible. So it's so it's honest. You know, you have to be honest with yourself. And I, I just every week, I every Saturday, I just film myself saying things, whatever that comes to my head, whatever I can say, like right now, my German, it's very like I don't know German. So I'm just saying like random things like I just say random words to the camera. And it may sound silly and it looks very weird, but it's my progress. It's what I know by the time. So maybe in two months, I will look at it and be like, oh, my gosh, like that's all I could say. And now I can say this and this. It's just like it's just. You have to start somewhere and you have to be proud of where you start from.
0: Do you like Ronstein? Who? The Ronstein? They're a they're a metal group? They're a German metal group. Uh, yeah.
1: They sing uh this song Du, du Hast. I know. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I only I heard that song. Yeah. Because my brother was speaking to metal, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and actually, I actually I I've been listening to Du Hast for over twenty one years now. I I a friend of mine had the C D when C D ah. and she gave it to me as a graduation present. And ah. out of her collection. And I went and got the digital version and the live version. And I will still sing Duhastmish. <laughs> 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 you know. So so I mean, you know, and it's it like it that was what got me hooked on that. I mean now I would love to listen to Goethe. In one day, <laughs> in German, <laughs> but but I can actually understand German pretty well. My passive knowledge of German is pretty high. Um, like yeah. I listen to the news and stuff like that in German and understand what's going on. And...
1: If you already know some Dutch and you know your, your native language is English, so right. it helps a lot. It it really helps a lot. I feel that I can understand a lot of German because I was have that yep. background with Dutch and English. Right. It's it gets easier.
0: Right, and and people are like, how do you, German's very hard, and I'm like, no, German's not really that difficult, the only thing you've got to remember is that the second verb to the end of the sentence goes at the end of the sentence, so you really keep going on until the end of the sentence.
1: (laughs) I I always say, like, it doesn't even have a different script, like, it's not that hard, (laughs) you know, there's no extra thing that you have to learn in order to read German, it's just like, honestly, it's like, I already speak English and Dutch, how like I don't, I really don't feel like languages are hard. I just feel they're they need time.
0: Are are, are there any other languages that you want to learn in the near future? Like, I mean, do you plan on learning Mandarin or Cantonese or Taiwanese yes. or Japanese or Korean or Vietnamese? Yes.
1: I want to learn Japanese because I'm obsessed. Like my dream trip is going to Japan. It's a trip I want to do with my brother. He's also like really big into Japanese culture mm-hmm. we always school Japanese like very like the whole like, Japanese lifestyle kind of stuff so um I love I would love to learn Japanese um and Mandarin because here in Spain there's a lot of people who um speak Mandarin right. and Arabic as well for the same reason I feel like um Arabic is it, it, I want to understand more about um the you know middle east kind of living and it's very interesting yeah okay. and then i also like i want to learn french because of fashion and i want to learn portuguese because i have many friends in brazil okay. but those are languages that like i know i will learn like it's it's not that difficult you know they're very related to my native language
0: right and i mean once you learn one romance language you pretty much get them all
1: yeah, I understand, like, Portuguese, it's not, it's so similar to Spanish, I, I don't know how to speak it, but I understand it very well. It you
0: was know, it's funny, because I do speak a little bit from the six weeks, and then people are like, I just start throwing in some Spanish here and there, right, and a little bit of pronunciation difference, and people are like, well, your Portuguese is pretty good, it's gotten better, and I'm like, I don't really practice it that much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah.
0: But it is it's very and Romanian is very similar too. If you know French and Italian, you'll really be able yeah. to look at Romanian.
1: The pronunciation is sort of like very different, but right. it's it's very good. I also want to learn Afrikaans. Like I felt in love with this language a long time ago and I like I doubled in it a lot. Right. Um, it's very similar to Dutch. So it's like it's very
0: have you used colloquial languages?
1: Colloquial languages? Yes. Like Well it's
0: a it's a course. Like you can go to colloquial dot com and they have like course books and they have the audio that you can download from all the languages.
1: Uh, wait, 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 yes, yes. I think i I think I used it for a while.
0: Oh, because they have Afrikaans that you can download yeah. the audio for free. And I've yeah. downloaded Turkish for free. And yeah.
1: I saw it with Afrikaans, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that's how, um, that's how um, Alex Rawlings learned his uh, Afrikaans was that way. And he learned, I believe he learned, well, he speaks like, God, what, 15 languages now? Yeah, his
1: Afrikaans is so good, actually.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, I want to get Damon and Joe on my show at some point, along with Matt. Oh my
1: gosh, I love them.
0: (laughs) Oh, they are so cool. They're like like the coolest. Freeze for like a week, and then she lost all her footage.
1: So she went away. So she went again. Yes. Yeah,
0: she went again, and they were like this, dude. That was guts. Actually,
1: watching their videos, like it's it's what you know gave me the idea of like people is actually interested in languages and culture and stuff. So they're more like they go more into like the travel blogger kind of like side of it, right? But it was like, you know, there's actually a lot of people who like languages. And I started following them when they were, like, really, really small. Right. I think they didn't even make it to the 10,000. Um, So it's like they're seeing them now. It's like, oh, my gosh. They're just, like, so fast, so big. And they're just so good at what they do. They have a good, like, way of editing and, and making these videos.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, they're over a million people now.
1: Yes, they're over a million. Yeah. And- it's insane. Like. Yeah.
0: I I love them. And um do you watch Ophelia Vert?
1: Yeah, Ophelia, yes.
0: And I watch her and I watch um Lindy Bowes and I watch um yeah. Lena Vasquez.
1: Yeah, they're they're all very very sweet. I've I've spoken with Ophelia. I think she was like I just when I just started when I made my first video, I sent it to her. I just talked to her I was like hey do you want to watch my video like and she was very nice about it and um, same with Lindy um,
0: yeah I, I, I would love to interview both of them and I it's kind of funny because like a lot of people that are language lovers they're all on Facebook or they're on Instagram and I'm I'm on Facebook and I have like almost 4,000 people on my Facebook page but say not even like, I'm not an Instagram person or a Pinterest person. So, you know, I don't, I don't do that side of things or a Snapchat person. But I do like the Twitter to some extent. And I do like, uh, even though I'm not on Twitter as much as I should be, um, I, I mostly like YouTube and, and Facebook. And for me, like, watching all these different people and their take on language learning, you know like I asked um, Kirsten and Lindsay I said well hey have, have do you know about this person this person and Kirsten was like I don't know about any of these people because I'm never on YouTube and I'm like oh honey you need to come over to YouTube.
1: <laughs> I'm always on YouTube and Instagram those are my two big ones and I actually talk to a lot of like these uh, language content creators on Instagram. I just write to them. I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, will they, like, answer me? And I am i can say I'm friends with a lot of them now.
0: Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I have Lucas and, and Jan from Language Boost and Ollie and Kirsten and Lindsay and and Moses and all these people I have on, on my Facebook. Like, I have the
1: whole... I need to, I need to get on Facebook, though. I, I'm always thinking about it. I need to get on Facebook. I mean, it's,
0: a, it's, it's interesting for what it's worth. I mean, you do have people that are a little bit kind of kooky, but overall, overall, as far as the polyglot community, um, you know, I, I have been welcomed 100%. And I always tell people, you know, thank you for coming on my show. Cause I know you didn't have to. And, um, you know, and, I mean I have to pinch myself like the first time I interviewed a polyglot which was Shannon Kennedy of Eurolinguist. I was a little nervous about it because I'm like wow she didn't have to come on my show and she did you know and the more people I kept getting I was like wow they actually do like my stuff.
1: (laughs) It's it's a it's a good boost of, of, of confidence it's like wow I'm I'm actually doing something cool. It's like when you wrote me to come to this podcast, I was like, oh, actually people like this. Actually, people like find this interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I I wanted to have different people on my show because I kind of felt like there were certain people that were interviewing the same people yeah. over again. And it was just like, okay, guess what? All these people are like extremely successful in their own right they can go to polyglot gatherings and conferences and they they can do all these different things. And they have all these courses. And I was like, I, I only have a little small 3.0 K, um, you know, podcast show. I don't have like a blog, you know, is anyone taking me serious? You (laughs) you, You can't help but think those things because it's like, Oh my God,
1: you know, I I sometimes you know I have now 500 subscribers on YouTube and sometimes I've like I look at other accounts and I'm like wow they have a lot of people and then I think 500 like people it's a lot of people like I wouldn't fit them in my house it's a lot of people (laughs) that watch my stuff that cares about what I say so I take like every single one of them even though I'm not like a big YouTube star it's still like I like what I do, and at least, and even if just one people were what was watching me, I will keep doing it, because I, I like to share that message, I like to start conversations, I like to talk about my passion that is learning languages, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I tell people, I said, you know, I have other, la- other passions other than just learning languages, but this is one where I can actually say, I'm good at this.
1: Yeah, same. You know. I love my things. I do a lot of stuff. I'm, like, kind of, like, jack of all trades, master of known. Right. Um, but languages is the one I feel more confident about. It's the one I can connect bo- more with people. Right. It's one I generally enjoy, like, from, like, so much.
0: Right. Right. And I, you know, I, I have to say that it takes a lot to be able to either crack open a book, put, in, put on, download an MP3 of something, you know, a pop. Yeah and start learning something totally new you know it's a very frightening thing to some people and you know I mean I've seen people where it's helped their depression and their anxiety to learn languages it's helped them overcome bullying and you know just just not feeling like they fit in anywhere trust me I know what that's like and I'm a very outgoing person but you know Mm -hmm. half of you can't can't see on one side of your body the other half of you can see some but not enough to like drive a car I know what a car looks like I just can't drive it okay fine you know but I mean I know how to walk down the street I know how to catch a bus and how to do all these things yet you kind of still feel like you're in a environment where you're you're not 100% sighted you're not totally blind you're just in the middle yeah and so for me to be accepted into a community of people where we all have this one thing in common. I mean, yeah. I've, I've heard polyglots say, "Yes, this is great, but I would like to have more in common with the person than just languages." And I said, "Well, of course. Who wouldn't? You know? Yeah. You know. I mean, who, who who want to have that sort of?" of um you know compatible somebody. Yeah. So I mean but um for closing, um I wanna say thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for people, having me. When where can people reach you if they want yes. to um,
1: you can find me on Instagram as Mari maripolyglot, that's M-A-R-I-Polyglot. Mm-hmm. And same on YouTube and Twitter as well. Those are my places. <laughs> okay, awesome.
0: I know I'm going to have to come on your show one of these days.
1: Of course, of course. I'll make that happen.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I have to... Tell our listeners, thank you for listening to episode 52 of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with Mary Polyglot of Mary Polyglot on YouTube. You need to go check her out. And thank you again for subscribing. And if you are new to the podcast, you can download this episode on Spotify, Google Play Store, iTunes, Breaker, Radio Public, Radio Cast. And anywhere where you can download podcast episodes of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. And thank you to Flipboard, our lovely sponsors for this episode. And I will see you guys in the next episode of the podcast. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. And I will see you in the next episode.